Welcome to The Sweat Room, a podcast of Watermark Wesleyan Church. Get it, got it, give it. Here in The Sweat Room, we dive into today's questions about sports and faith. And now, here's your hosts, Noah and Bjorn. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the 37th episode of The Sweat Room. My name is Noah Corson. Alongside my co-host, Bjorn Webb, we are so honored and so blessed to have you today for our final episode of 2020. Yes, 2020 is done. And we wanted to review with you just our mission, our vision, and just reflect upon what has happened in the 2020 year for The Sweat Room. It's been such an honor and a blessing to do this. And this has gone out not across the country, but across the world as well. And man, what an incredible, incredible journey this has been. Bjorn and I dive in today of how our mission and vision has kind of changed a little bit. And it's a good change. Change is good. But this change especially has been really cool. We still have the three Gs, get it, got it, give it. We're always in every phase of this, always learning, always teaching, and always applying. If you're new to our podcast, that's our motto. But we talk about today how it's kind of shifted, and you're going to hear a little bit of that today. And stay tuned to the very end as Bjorn and I talk about our favorite episodes of the year and our favorite clips. You guys are not going to want to miss this, and it's a good refresher on some of the podcasts that we had earlier in the year. And so before we dive in, if there's anything that we can do to serve you as the listener better, feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to hear some of the guests that you would recommend to have on, or if there's somebody that comes to mind, let us know. We'd love to reach out to them and have them on the podcast and hear their little story of in their testimony of how they come to know Christ, and maybe it's the sports and ministry world. I'm not sure, but we'd love to have them on and feature them. And make sure to check us out on social media. We're at Watermark Sports on Facebook and Instagram. You can join those pages. And at Twitter, it's a little bit different. It's at Sweat Room Pod. And make sure to check out our blog at watermarkwesleyan.com slash blog. And so without further ado, here's our episode of the 2020 year. Welcome to the Sweat Room, everybody, for episode 37. You, you. This is 2020 in review, mission, vision, and reflection. It's kind of crazy that 2020 is coming to a year. And this isn't just me introducing the podcast. I have my co-host with me today, Bjorn Webb. Bjorn. What's going on, people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm pumped for this episode. I, I'm super excited. Um, I think this is one that I've been excited for for a long time uh, because we've done, this is episode 37. Seven. We've mm-hmm. done 36 episodes. That's it's crazy. crazy to me. And, you know, we talk all the time of all the things that we're learning, we're growing, we're adapting, we're evolving. Yeah, maybe we're not evolving, but that sounds cool. <laughs> but, you know, it's right. just like, you know, God has taught us a lot through this. Yeah. And it's been such a journey that I, I'm excited just to sit down with you and talk about, all right, how have we grown? Right. How have we changed? Let's put words to that. So I, I'm super excited. Yeah. And we just want to talk today and have a little dialogue of of just where our mission and vision is for for the podcast, and it's kind of changed a little bit, hasn't it? I yeah. mean, have you you've seen it kind of like you said evolve? Yeah. Our three G's are get it, got it, give it, but it's kind of changed to everybody has a story. It's just a little bit different platform. Yeah. Really? Say, say it one more time. What's the new vision? Everybody has a story. It's just a little bit different platform. And, yeah. And I love that we're shifting our why a little bit. I mm-hmm. I think before it was at at it. The three G's were at the highest, and then it's like everybody has a story. It's just a little bit different platform, but I, I don't think we really realized that till really towards the middle of this thing. Yeah. What, what are your some of your thoughts? No, you're, you're so right, and I think. I, it was 
probably even in the first month that we started talking about this, about how one of the things we wanted to be different about our podcast from other sports and faith podcasts is we want to be able to interview the high school coach, the high school athlete, as well as the pro coach, pro athlete, mm. sort of the, the top and bottom. Now, sorry to high school athletes, I'm not putting you at the bottom, <laughs> but, but that sort of disparity between yeah. who we interview. And we talked about that early on. Right. But the reason now that we realized why we wanted to do that was because we recognized that God has orchestrated everyone's stories uniquely. Mm. And the person that is a high school coach, their story is just as important and just as influential as the pro athletes. Mm. Their platform is just different, hence yeah. our new vision. And that's really what we saw is, man, the thing we enjoy the most about these podcasts is hearing people's stories. Yeah, You know, talking to these different people about how God has brought them to where they are. And so that's really why it's changed from get it, got to give it, which that is still a part of what we do. It's more in the background, though. Right. You know, get it. It's people are always training, always learning. I love asking the question. I've asked many times. We've asked many times of like, hey, what have you learned this year? What are you right. learning in the last six months? And we have people that are maybe in their 60s that have been in ministry for 40 years that are still learning today. And that's so important in our walk with Christ. And so that portion of it is still really at the heart of the Sweatner podcast. Mm-hmm. But we're realizing that people's platforms and stories that's really mm. what we get excited about yeah and i think what's funny is when we started this out i mean you and i both were like when we were trying to come up with a name to try and come up with like our motto we we're like we have no idea yeah and i knew at some point like we were talking about like we're going to talk about questions about sports and faith and you know it could be just be between the two of us but i think we kind of noticed is you and i are both two young guys when we both started this <laughs> we're, we were 23 now we're 24 we're so much <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> wow! But I, by next year we're gonna be 25, which is weird. Stop and it! You're gonna be married next year, oh, which is boy. even crazier. Let's go. <laughs> but I think we've learned so much, even from the beginning of this. I think this started as an idea, and God's really evolved it into something more. And I think it started as yeah, the three G's are important, like you said. But everybody does have a story, and I think we hit our goal mm. of the high school athlete, the high school coach. But we've talked to some of the best, like just coaches, athletes in the world mm-hmm. and I love that and if you want to hear strictly professional athletes go listen to one of our future guests that we're going to start out in 2021 hey, Jason promo, Romano promo. <laughs> promo promo Jason Romano yeah at Sports Spectrum you want to check him out check out his podcast but this is what makes our podcast a little different everybody has a story you as the listener have a story you have a platform it doesn't matter if you're the high school coach the high school athlete like that matters that's mm-hmm. where discipleship happens yeah the real power in that is Christians have testimonies Mm. and I grew up in a Christian home and I grew up believing that my testimony was not impactful, was not powerful because I had never been to jail. I'd never, you know, been a hardcore drug addict. I've never, you know, done these huge things and had this radical transformation that these huge stories that are so profound and make the news and Mm -hmm. all this stuff. Like I had not done that. I had not been this, you know, radical transformation of a Christian. Right. But my life is a radical transformation because I went from not knowing Christ to knowing Christ. Right. And my story, it's not my story, but it's God's story through me. Right. And if God is the protagonist of a story, it cannot be boring. Mm. And that's the heart of the matter. And that's what the high school athlete is. If they're a Christian, God is at the heart of their story. Mm. And their story is not boring. 
professional athlete. And we interviewed Reed Ferguson, starting long snapper for the Buffalo Bills captain. Mm. His story is awesome and it's powerful. But it's not more powerful than a high school athlete's. It's just right. different. Like we say, the platform is just different. Where they are, who they are. And that's the beauty of the body of Christ. Mm. Right? Everyone's yeah, got a different been. got a different role. What has been Bjorn for you, what has been some of your favorite memories of the sweat room of twenty twenty? I mean we we we've laid, we've laid out our, our mission and vision yeah. now. Yeah. Now let's reflect a little bit. Like what has been one of your favorite moments of twenty twenty with the sweat room? Well, as a as a big Buffalo Bills fan, <laughs> Buffalo, I have to say one of my favorite things was getting to interview Lorenzo Alexander and Reed Ferguson, mm. former Bills legend and current Bills starter. Mm. Like those two interviews were just so fun, and and I loved. You know, I, I see them on TV. I'll see them doing interviews on ESPN, whatever yeah. these things. But getting to know them, getting to talk with them, you know, via a screen, but getting to talk with them as just people, it, yeah. it really showed me that their platform is different, but they're still a human being. And that was just that was just so fun. And like, yeah. there's the there's the fan in me that was like giddy, and like <laughs> you know, like sweating, like trying not to like you know, uh. be weird or odd. I'm like, hope Reed likes me. Like, hope we can be friends. <laughs> Like there is that part of it, right? But there's also it's just like yeah, they're they're people, right? Yeah. No. So what, what about you? What was some was, of your favorite memories? I think some some of my favorite ones. I think you talk. I had that moment of when before kind of our process of like before we interview somebody, we we talk to them on the phone. Mm. Or we talk to them over. Oh, you're revealing your secrets. Oh no! I, <laughs> don't don't tell them. Don't tell them the secret stuff. It's like from Space Jam, the secret stuff, the good stuff. <laughs> but I think when I realize of like this is this is crazy is like when I was on the phone with Dalton Reisner of the Broncos and it's like for me I'm a huge you know I'm a huge Broncos fan what? I'm like is this surreal <laughs> like this is happening right now but it's been so cool it's just it, it's so cool to hear these guys stories I, I think another one is Jordan and Lauren Burroughs an Olympic gold medalist Woo. I mean this guy's legit as it comes and we'll probably see him on the gold medalist you know best wrestler in the world in Tokyo next year in 2021 and I'm ex- I can't wait to see him win. I think he's gonna. Yeah. But he, he's had so much adversity. But those moments of like, wow, like these, like we can say that there it is. It's a different story, different platforms. But they're also making millions of dollars while you know we're a ministry. And I get that. Like, wait, we're not making millions of dollars. Dang it! I thought it was. You know, but it's cool. I, everybody does have a different story. And I, I think for me, my moment of, and this is going back even a little farther. This is going back a little bit. But as I reflect upon it, I think talking to these people, they are people. When I was at Taylor University, I, I don't know if you guys know where, where this is. This it's in it's where I went to college and I graduated. Bjorn went to Houghton. Silent Night. If Silent knows, Night. That's go see for. go see clips of Silent Night. It's awesome. But I, the, when I was there, I was one of the chapel coordinators, and one of my heroes was was Tim Tebow. And I had a moment of like he walked right by me. And it was I know this sounds so dumb, but it was like God was. It wasn't like it just felt like he's a he's a human too, mm. and he's got a story, but he's not God. Yeah. You know, Reed Ferguson's not God. Jordan is not God, but God is pouring into them. Amen. And how often did we talk to um, somebody like Justin Hartwig, who won the Super Bowl, and he said it's not fulfilling. Mm. And 
man, and this is where I love the story is God is on the pedestal. God's on that gold medal podium. You know, God is the one that we're chasing after, but the way we've gotten there is all different. And that's where I love hearing these stories. Yeah, absolutely. And I I loved that when we talked with the New York Yankees chaplain, George Govern, in in a former episode, and he said, well, I think one of the final things he talked about is he said, you know, let's pray for these professional athletes. And I think that's the name of the episode is pray for the pros. Yeah, pray for the pros. And, And he just talked about how... He, he, he reiterated what we've said of, yeah, professional athletes are real people. They have real struggles. You know, making millions of dollars does not make your struggles go away. Mm. You may not struggle with, you know, oh, you, you know, you hit a guardrail and you got to repair your car. Like, they might struggle with that because they've got the money to fix it. Right. But there's some other things that they struggle with. Mm. And, and that hit me, hit, hit home for me, is... As Christians, as believers, as humans, we are all walking in this life together, and our struggles may be different, but our struggles still, they still exist, and we still all need God in that same way, so I I, I love that. One of the other, one of my favorite things about this this past year was getting to interview um, Jordan Mullen. Your friend. My friend. He's going to be in my wedding. He was born the day after me. I we love grew up it. together. <laughs> elementary school, middle school, high school. We went to college together. We played soccer in college together. And I, he, you know, he called me last week and he's like, hey, Bjorn, what's up? And we just talked for like an hour. And so like, this is just one of my good friends, right. just a good buddy. And I've learned so much from him over the years. He's a wise, he's wise, he's, he's, he's smart, he's funny, he's a good athlete, he's a real competitor, one of the most competitive people I've ever met. And I loved getting to sit down with him and ask him some pointed questions about how that has affected his faith and how he's grown. And I love being able to share that with the world. The other one was my dad. Like, obviously I've learned a lot from my dad. He's one of my biggest role models. And I got to sit down with him and it, we literally, I was at home during quarantine. Hmm. We went up to his office. I put my phone out, hit record, and we had a conversation. Hmm. And I asked him some questions. And it was no conversation that I hadn't had with him before. Yep. But it was, hey, Dad, you've got some really good things to say. You're really wise in these areas. Let's share that with people. Hmm. And I loved being able to do that. I, it was such a, such a privilege to be able to do that. Yeah. So that was that was another one of my favorite memories. Do you have any others, Noah? I do. There's, and we, we still started transitioning to starting to do more series you know we did we did the high school series but I think my and I love that one I loved hearing from the coaches the athlete but I think my favorite was the local the global we did mm-hmm. featuring just the different sports ministries from Buffalo New York to around the world like guys like Russ Kingsbury we had Mark Jens on there guys like I, I knew but I've really gotten to know over the 2020 year mm-hmm. and it's so great to hear what they're doing within the Buffalo area but I think my favorite interview from that was and we're going to play our clips down here but we're going to set that up and you guys are going to hear some of our, our absolute favorite clips but I think talking with Rich Griffith was one of my favorite episodes so of the whole year so good it was just so life giving and, and just hearing how God's using him and, and just his ministry of equipping missionaries in Europe mm-hmm. um, it, it was so good I, I love that whole high school series and talking to Nathan Rotier about what he's doing in Tanzania Nia and Jeff Crone, who you know really well. Yeah, Jeff's the man. My guy. <laughs> Jeff's, I mean, these guys are sold out for Jesus. Yeah. And that's what I love. It, 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 just hearing just some of these stories, it's just so life-giving. Mm-hmm. And I think, and this may be going back to a little bit of what we talked about at the beginning about our vision and mission and how it's changed. But but one thing I want to share, and I think this, is, this has changed a little bit as we've gone on, is 
our mission is to give people a voice mm. to share their stories. Yeah. Somebody like Jeff Crone, somebody like Rich Griffith, like they're doing really, really awesome work. And sometimes people get burnt out because they don't get, they, they don't see validation in what they're doing. Mm. And so part of, for me, why I love doing this is asking people and saying, hey, we care. And there's other people that care, our listeners, about what you're doing and your stories mm. and giving us the opportunity to encourage them. And, and Noah, you've done a phenomenal job, like following up with these people, writing them thank you notes, you know, saying how much you you know appreciated them and like keeping in touch with some of the people that we've interviewed. Like, I think that's huge mm. because especially people like Jeff Crone, who's out in Africa, like, man, he could feel isolated. And so yeah. if we can come in and say, hey, we see what you're doing. We recognize it's value and we want to record some of this because God is working like he's doing incredible things and let's share that story and that encourages us here at the church seeing what God is doing other places even here in Buffalo talking with Russ Kingsbury hearing some of the stories of God has worked like some of the things he shared on the episode I didn't know beforehand Mm. and I had known Russ for a year and a half yeah you've known Russ for a little bit and I didn't know some of the things that he shared because I had never asked Mm. because he had never been given that platform Mm. right so that's a little bit of uh, going back a little bit, but you were just no, reminding yeah, me of that. So good. And that I, I just, I love that. Giving it, people that voice. It's been so good being like, just fun being on this journey and, mm-hmm. and you coming alongside and saying, yes, it's been fun being co-hosts together and coming alongside and who would have thought, yeah. I mean, nobody thought 2020 would have been the year it was, I think for both for us personally, professionally in the background, it doesn't matter. Like this year has been chaotic <laughs> in so many areas, yeah. but I think this has been a light of 2020. I've really loved it. And just hearing people's stories, I the, these are testimony. I, I think what, what does First John say? Like, there's power in the word of our testimony mm. by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And our testimonies are so good. And now we just want to talk about a couple of our most impactful episodes. So for me, the first one that was the most impactful was episode 12 with Dalton Reisner, uh, Broncos starting lineman. And this episode was incredible because I, I just saw how bold he was in his faith. And and we're going to play a portion of that for you here. But what I want you guys to listen to is the passion that this guy speaks with. The passion in which he talks about his faith and how that relates to his sports. So here's an excerpt from our interview with Dalton Reisner. For you, what does leadership mean to you on and off the field? I think it's everything, man. We play these sports and yeah, we play them to win but we play them to grow as people too. I think sports teach us so much. Some of my favorite people in this world are people that at least played a sport at some time because it requires so much. It requires leadership. It requires followership. It requires work ethic and responsibility and all these different things. I've learned so much along my journey. I used to be the type of leader that I wanted to force my leadership upon everybody. I've always been a social guy. I always like to talk. I like to meet strangers. I've never been you know, scared to talk in public. I've always been a very open book to everybody. And sometimes that gets you hurt, um, which I have endured. But anyways, I was just always a type of leader that said, I'm going to be the leader of this team. And I had, to, you know, you learn so much with leadership, man. But, you know, I say that on the field type leadership it requires so much. Every single person, no matter what sport it is, requires a different type of leadership. Some guys require you to pull them aside and talk to them privately without the whole team hearing. Some guys require you to call them out in front of the whole team. Some of the best leaders in the world are guys that know how to follow guys that don't say I have to be the leader, the one talking at all times. Some of the best leaders are guys that step back and let, let their fellow leaders. Cause there's never just one leader. They let other leaders lead. 
Yeah. Guys like LeBron James, Michael Jordan, some of the best athletes in the world, um, you know, all these guys, and, and they let others lead at times too. So I think when it comes on the field, I've learned so much in terms of what leadership requires. And I think one of the biggest things is that leadership requires you to be empathetic and sympathetic to every single person on your team. Everyone has a different background. That's another thing I love about sports, man, different races, different ethnicities, different languages, um, different faiths, everything, you know, it's a mix of everybody. What a great opportunity to get around other people and, and open your eyes to the world and what God created. So that's what I've learned on the field with leadership. Um, it branches out in so many different areas, um, but I love to lead, man. There's no better feeling than being able to lead someone or lead a team to victory or, or, you know, lead a teammate to not quitting a team, whatever it is. And when it comes to off the field, um, I'd say that's 10 times more important than my leadership on the field. Um, like I talked about earlier, this platform that I have, that's called leadership. You know, you, discipleship is leadership. You know, leadership can be in so many different areas. Yeah, I can be a leader in the community by playing football. I could be a leader by doing community service, but I can also be a leader by being a fellow Christian and lead other Christians. Um, I think being a leader um, is leading people to Christ, whatever it is, man. So off the field, I've learned kind of the same thing um, is that to be a great leader, you got to be outspoken. You got to be willing to take those uncomfortable steps. Um, you got to be willing to speak about your faith openly in a world where you might get, you might get criticized for it, which I have gotten criticized before, you know, sometimes by my own family, uh, people in my family that don't believe the same views. So and man, what was that like being criticized, especially, you know, when, when, you know, teams were talking to you and you let them know where you're, you were at in your faith journey. It's tough, it's tough, man. You know, I, I told, I told that, I tell everyone the story, you know, I'm not going to say any names of coaches cause I'll get in trouble, man, but shoot, that was tough. That was that. This has been a dream for me ever since I was a little boy. And, and when I was a little boy, I probably would have told you football is more important. Um, but as I've grown in my faith and grown as a man, you know, I just couldn't, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't look at people in the eye and, and lie to them. Um, and know that I'm going to have to talk to pray to Jesus that night and act like I didn't do it. So, man, it was tough. That was a dream ever since I was a kid. And that's not an excuse. Maybe that's why I got passed in the first round. Maybe it's not. Maybe it was just my talent. That's probably what it was. Mistake. It's okay. You ended up in Denver. It's all right. <laughs> it was just completely fine, man. But um, it was hard. It was hard for sure. But, man, I'm so I'm so confident in who Jesus is and my relationship with him and um everything down here on earth and everything he's done for me. So, I mean, it didn't, it didn't sway me one direction at all. If anything, it motivated me. Um, and there's definitely, there's definitely bad days. There's times where it gets rough for sure, man. And, you know, not only that instance at the combine, but times where you um, try to preach to people in your family and talk about your testimony and tell them why you believe and why you want them to believe too. Um, and you get shut down on, on every single thing and they tell you, you have zero proof. Um, there's, there's so many different times, man. So it's definitely, um, it's, definitely hard, but why, why, why are we, why are we down here on earth? You know, he wants to see how we respond to those battles. I truly, truly believe that all of our battles are the devil trying to bring us to him saying, Hey, here's the easy way out. Um, this might sound a little bad, but I think some of the most horrid people down here on earth, and there's a lot of great people, a lot more great people than there are bad, but there's bad people down here. And I think some of those people that are so horrid and people look at them and say they have everything, you know, and I think they have everything. And I think life is so easy for them and they live their lifestyle that way because that's Satan not wanting to do one dang thing. About him, right. Why would he ever throw a roadblock their way? Because he doesn't want them to turn to God. And, you know, I've had things in my family happen to family members in my family that have been, you know, traumatic and they've had to get through a lot of battles. And I always tell them, I'm like, man, this is, this is the devil trying to bring you to them. But this is, here's another way to think about it. This is God reaching out to you saying, come to me, 
you're, you're at rock bottom. You're going through this. I want you to come to me. Let's get closer. Um, how many of us, I'm sure all three of us could sit here today and say, we're not all three. And that's, and if you are, I, I would like to hear it. Maybe I need to learn from you comfortable with where we are in our faith. I've never been comfortable in 24 years of where I am in my faith. I, I think I'm strong in my faith. I love my relationship with Jesus, but I always want more. Maybe that's just the athlete in me, but I want to talk to God more. Even if I pray to him 50 times in the day and open up the Bible twice, I want to, I want to do more the next day. I want to have more of a relationship with him. I want to spread the word to more people. Like it's never enough. The clip that I want to share with you all is from episode 24 with Rich Griffith. The title of that is Infectious Conversations. And what a conversation that was. Rich is a missionary for Greater Europe Mission, also known as GEM. And he used to be a professional football player for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But man, was he motivating? Was he life-giving? And he was bold. Here is just a little bit of the interview that we did with Rich Griffith. And again, just in God's timing, um, he began to, to work in my heart of saying, Rich, you have what it takes. Trust that. Trust God in Rich. That I'm going to provide exactly what you need. Because again, here in the United States, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be really open with you. Um, many times we think, well, I'm, I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough education. Uh, uh, I don't pray well enough. I don't do this or that. And we can come up with all these excuses. God says, no, Christ is in us. Christ in rich. We have everything we need, guys to live out this life in him. Mm. And when he begins to lead us in things, we must take those steps of faith. Do you think Peter, the fisherman, thought he was going to be in the, one of the greatest apostles? No. And in many cases, he, he failed. But God chose him and he took, hear this, guys, he took those steps of faith in those very poignant times. Wow. Mm. And that's all God is asking of us. Are we willing to take those steps of faith? Um, and, and, and guys, that, that's where I want to live on that front line, so to speak. You know, again, back to the sports analogy. I want to be in the game. Totally. I want to be in the midst of it. So many people are, are stuck on the sideline. They're mm. sitting on a bench. And guys, like, I've got something here for you. Are you willing to take that step of faith? Wow. And again, I, I, I let off with they allow fear to, to, to encapsulate them. They allow doubts to, to just stifle them. They allow even the, the speaking of, of, of Satan in their head at times of just saying, no, you, you can't do that. You don't, you don't have what it takes. And those are just lies. Right. And, and so it's taking those steps of faith, um, seeking wise counsel from people. You know, those are the things that begin to, to, to engage you and, and get you moving forward in those areas. Um, you didn't ask this, but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, no, nope, you're not allowed. You're, you're, dealing, you're dealing with a pastor here. Oh, no. Um, uh, not um, just a pastor, a passionate pastor. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, we have to come to the point of are we willing to always move forward in, in sports? Um, you're either getting better and stronger and faster and more improved in your techniques mm. or you're not, there's no middle ground. Mm. Scriptures even talk about that. <laughs> uh, there, there's a very defined line. And if not, I'm going to spit, spit you out of my mouth. Mm. I mean, there's the aspect, are you engaged in the battle? Not being lukewarm. 
Yeah. And, and guys, I, I want to be a part of the battle. I want to be engaged. Is there risks? Absolutely. Could you get hurt? Absolutely. Mm. But you know what? When I was playing on that football field, I didn't think about getting hurt. I didn't think about things that could happen to me. I was engaged in the field. Mm. And guys, through those experiences on the field were far greater than any of the injuries I ever had. Wow. And think about it. Even as followers of Christ, and you look at all through the, the scriptures, there were some train wrecks in some of the stories we read. But you know what? They were engaged. Yeah. They were in the battle. And you know what? They saw things that they would never have seen if they weren't engaged in the battle. The second episode that really had a huge impact on me this past year was episode 22 with Jeff Crone. And if you guys want to listen to this episode, I encourage you to go back and do so. But Jeff Crone is a full-time vocational missionary over in Africa right now. And he talked about what he's doing in Africa and the impact it's having over there and why he's doing that. And I loved when he shared about his greatest joy in ministry. His greatest joy in ministry, guys, was training pastors to serve, training them in the gospel of what the gospel truly is so that they can share the, the, the Bible with their congregation in a way that's, that's true and good. But Jeff is just so wise in his words, and he, he just finished his doctorate, just got his doctorate. You can call him Dr. Jeff Crone now. It's crazy. But he is just super wise about sports in the global sector. And that's something that in America that we we don't always see because we don't always travel. But talking about short-term missions trips was huge. So let's take a listen here to one of my favorite excerpts from this episode with Jeff Crone. Do you think God permits us to play sports? Yes, I most certainly do believe that. And uh, there's a number of ways I would answer that. Um the body and soul are so important uh, and how they relate to each other. Our souls can thrive when our bodies are healthy. And one of the ways that our bodies can be healthy is, is through sports, is through getting that heart rate up consistently. Um, the sense of accomplishment after a good workout tremendously helps the soul. Uh, so one way would just be talking about the body and soul dynamic, who we really are. And sometimes we, we forget, I don't know how we do, but we do forget that we are body and soul. And again, so sports will really help in that dynamic. Uh, another way would just be in the, in the world of creativity. Um, our God is a creative God and we are in his image and we hear about that image right after he speaks on creating in Genesis chapter 1. One way, then, we can reflect that image is to be creative, whether it's in the arts, whether it's music, whether it's literature, even something like cooking. Um, but related to this topic, related um, sports, being creative in sports, uh, being disciplined enough to have a skill to be able to perform well in many different types of sports. We all know what it's like to watch somebody that's talented in a certain sport. Uh, this past April, I was bummed that they canceled the London Marathon because I was so excited to watch the two top marathoners go head-to-head, -head, Kipchoge and Bekele, one Kenyan, one Ethiopian. So I'm super excited. It's on again for October. Just the elites are running. It's going to be incredible to watch these guys. And there's a creativity to that. There's a beauty to that. How do they run so fast for so long? 
Uh, so sports reflect our creator in the creative realm. Uh, and then finally, I would say God permits us to play sports because it teaches us discipline or it reminds us of the need to be disciplined in a Christian verse uh, are what could be called action verbs. Uh, seek first his kingdom, submit to God, resist the devil, put to death the misdeeds of the body, make every effort to be holy. Time and time again, we are called uh, to live a holy life and action. And that takes discipline. That takes a foundation. And as that relates to marathon running, I love marathons. I've only run six and not in any blazing speed. Only six. Only six. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, but what I love about it is you, you can't fluff your way through a marathon. You can't cheat your way through. You know, if, for someone who has run or played soccer, athletes, if, if we've done that for years and decades, we can fluff our way through. We can fire out a 10K or even a half marathon, 13 miles really isn't that long. But there's just something about a marathon that if you do not have that base, if you do not have the foundation behind you, uh, around mile 20, you just enter another portal, another existence, and you simply will not be able to keep up the pace that you had before. And I experienced that time and time again. I, it's like, I imagine those sci-fi movies where the whole spaceship is just kind of, the whole thing is starting to shut down. All components are shutting down. And uh, in the same way in the Christian faith, we, we have to have a beast, a foundation. We have to know who our God is and what he has done for us, what he has promised to do for us. And when we have that, uh, we can run the marathon that is uh, our Christian faith. It's not a sprint. It's kind of uh, like a little cliche. We run a marathon on a sprint, but there's some truth to it. Uh, so sports and discipline uh, and Christian faith, there's, there's just a lot of uh, similarities. Got to put our time in and can't cheat our way through. So be, those would be some of the ways, body and soul, creativity, and this idea of discipline and not cheating your way would be at least some of the ways I would answer how, uh, why God does permit us to play sports. And the other episode that I want to finish out with you all is episode 28 with Mike Weston titled Inseparable. What an incredible conversation this was with Mike. Mike is the chaplain of the Rochester Amherst and Red Wings, and he just poured wisdom into Bjorn and I and to all of you, the listeners. It was an incredible conversation. I walked away really reflecting and thinking of my life and just thinking about 2020 and how crazy and chaotic it's been. But he really made me think about things. And this is the clip that I want to finish out with and I highly encourage you just to go check out all the previous episodes that we have talked about today with Jeff and Rich and Dalton. Go check those out and all our previous episodes. They've been great and we've learned a ton. But Mike, man, he hit different. Here is the clip. What's God been teaching you? We've talked a lot about, you know, athletes and coaches, but let's talk about you. What's God teaching you right now as you, because you're on this personal walk with Christ as well. And, you know, how's that going? What are you continuing to learn and how are you continuing to sort of, you know, shape that recently? Yeah, I think, um, I feel like God is challenging me. Like he's challenging so many others right now. It, it seems, um, that as Americans, 
we're caught up in this allure of speed and size and power. You know, those are all things that make for a physically imposing athlete, but are enemies of our soul. Wow. Can you say that one more time? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, like I basically that we're caught up with this allure of speed, size and power. And again, those are all the things that we're looking for in a physically imposing athlete, but they're actually enemies of our soul. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think even in ministry, I was working at a church that was constantly pushing bigger and faster. And we did it out of a good motivation, you know, the love for the Great Commission to see lost people, you know, introduced to Jesus. Um, But I think sometimes we were doing it at such a speed that we were doing more harm to our people than good. Mm. And God literally ripped me out of that culture. It was really hard. And it continues to be really hard on me and my family. Mm. Um, But I think it was the only way that God could keep me from becoming emotionally indestructible to myself or my family or, you know, our friends. And so, um, you know, that happened a little more than a year ago that we made that change, like in our family. And then, um, those, those themes, speed, size, power continue to be brought up to me in books I read and conversations I had. And even like with the interruption that is COVID-19, you know, I think it's almost like this divine, um, I, I, I don't want to say COVID is good, but it's like this divine disruption into, you know, what was in order for us to come out to like, what, what should be, Absolutely. um, so I think like Frank Beeler, one of my ministry friends, he works at, um, the orange, which is orange curriculum. Um, he encouraged me uh, again about a year and a half ago to read some Henry Nguyen. Um, and, and Henry Nguyen just, he oozes, you know, healing and the spirit filled life. You know, I've been reading a lot of John Mark Comer, Sean Benesh, Mark shares, Sayers, John Tyson. These are guys that just talk a lot about, you know, that hustle is crushing us or, you know, big isn't necessarily the best or that even, um, power is dangerous for our souls. So those ideas, you know, I can spend hours talking about mm. how those things are really doing damage to us. But I think those are three areas that continue to just come up over and over and over again. Like mm. just the area of speed, like John Mark Comer's, you know, book, the ruthless elimination hurry. Just, I love how, he talks about that we're working so fast that we're not paying attention to the things that are most important and that we need to create uh, rhythms of work and rest to pursue what God has called us to while still being able to look more like Jesus every day in every way. Wow. Uh, that's, that's been a big challenge to me. And again, I talked about Kevin earlier. I know he's a big John Mark fan. You know, I know the book garden city is one that he shares with the Sabres and I know he's done with organizations. I love that book. But the one ruthless elimination hurry is one that has specifically challenged me that, you know, I don't need to work 70 to 80 hours every week. Um, that's probably doing more harm to my faith, my organization, and my family, you know, than working 50 hours and going home and trusting God to take care of what I can't do. What a year 2020 has been. And we are so excited for the future of the sweat room. And it's been such a blessing to serve you all. And like like we I said earlier in the beginning of this podcast, if there's anything that we as the sweat room team can do to serve you better reach out to us and let us know we'd love to do that for you and next week into 2021 let's go bring on 2021 we're kicking off a leadership series 
And the first person that we're having on for our leadership series is Jason Romano from Sports Spectrum. Some of you guys are like, what? What is that? Go check out his podcast. He has one of the biggest sports and faith podcasts out there. He used to work for ESPN. Here's an excerpt from that interview. On Tony Dungy, the coach from... Well, you know who Tony Dungy is, the Colts coach and the Buccaneers coach and the NBC NFL analyst. So I'm spending a day with Coach Dungy at ESPN. And my job at that time was to book guests and secure guests for different shows. And Coach Dungy comes to ESPN this day. It was 2010. And uh, him and his team were there. There was about three of them. And they all knew me other than Coach Dungy, knew me from different jobs and probably from just being friends on Facebook or something where they knew that I was a Christian. So coach Dungy gets finished with Mike and Mike in the morning. And then we end up in the green room of ESPN, which is just a side office room that we were waiting for our next interview. And, you know, coach didn't have to do this, but he took an interest in learning about me. Thanks for listening to the Sweat Room Sports and Faith Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. If you'd like to stay connected with us, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Watermark Sports, on Twitter at Sweat Room Pod, and our new blog at watermarkwesleyan.com slash blog. Until next time, get it, got it, and give it. Thanks for listening to the Sweat Room, a podcast of Watermark Wesleyan Church. 